Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Carrie with I'll Name That Podcast Later. Uh, this podcast, my bad. It's late. It's Sunday. The world's opening back up. A little too early. My B. Uh, today, I have uh, Cody Rickett Almond. Very interesting cat. Um, man, we just like didn't even finish the tip of the iceberg with this guy. Um, very uh, astute and well-versed in what he does. Talk a lot about spirituality because that's what he's into. That's what I'm into. We're into it. Um, I hope you enjoy it, man. It was really fun doing this one. It was. These things are getting a little more easier, a little more seamless, you know? A lot less anxiety starting off. So uh, hopefully that comes off as a little more of a natural of, uh, conversation. I hope you enjoy Everybody, this is Carrie with I'll Name That Podcast Later. Today I have Cody. What's up, Cody? What's up, Carrie? Nothing much, man. What's been going on? How's uh you're not quarantined, right? You're like a semi-quarantine. Well, I've been lucky because um a couple months ago, essentially right before the whole COVID uh saga started to unfold i started doing carpentry and so uh construction's considered an essential business so i've been able to be you know keep working during the day um i'm also a massage therapist i I think i told you that at at some point but that that got shut down that got shut down but fortunately the carpentry has has kept me going and I think the massage should be going in a couple of weeks, hopefully. So. That's uh, are you just picking it up like full time, like massage is like it's it's kind of like your uh, I don't want to say passion, but like you like enjoy it though a lot, right? Yeah, I do. I really do. And in particular, I do reflexology at a little place called the Foot Whisperer. It's in South Tampa, uh, right by the Gandy Bridge. Okay. And now I'm I'm promoting it now. <laughs> Yeah, dude, promote everything. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so um, I, I'm going to, once the Foot Whisperer opens back up, I will continue to see clients there, but it'll be in the evening and on weekends, and then I'll I'll keep doing uh, carpentry during the daytime. Okay. Dude, what exactly is like reflexology? I think I, when I hear that, I just hear, I think of like, you know, like, you know, like a little rubber triangle and like they used to hit like your like knee back in the day. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's that's a great way to, to think of it, actually, because like the, the basic um, premise of reflexology is that all the nerves in our body um, have specific points, uh, particularly in the feet and the hands, most of all, uh, there's this all kinds of sensitivity. So if I touch a, uh, a place in the foot that is in turn linked to, you know, the digestive system or the heart or that, that kind of. So the idea is like, just by touching one little point, you can influence another part of the body or even. Right, right. Body. Yeah. Yeah. I seen, I know. I, 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 I get what you're saying. Is that like Eastern origins? Like I know like, uh, 
I've that's, seen like fa face mapping stuff. Have you ever seen that where it's like, uh, where like they like examine your face? Like, I know this is Eastern and they like tell you like what sickness do you have? Like through like certain details on your face. You, again, you got it. You nailed it. Um, it's totally Eastern um, kind of Chinese medicine uh, has origins. Also Ayurveda, which is from India. But yeah, so the face, uh, I mentioned the feet and the hands, but we also, we look at the face too. Um, and like, yeah, you can totally tell if somebody, for instance, maybe had some inflammation around the nose, like underneath the nostrils, that's going to be in what we call zones three, zones four. So it would be related to uh, digestive, um, reproductive issues. And then you can make it deeper and kind of, uh, look at it more in like in terms of their family their relationships so it's not just the physical right it's emotional it's spiritual etc right wow i didn't know it goes that deep man oh yeah i always it, imagined like you know like where they talk like that kind of stuff and like you know like like the kung fu pressure stuff i guess it's kind of similar but like it just trap people in dungeons and just like practice on them for like centuries <laughs> you know yeah right yeah yeah, the foot whisperer is a little friendlier than a, a dungeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, dude, I've seen it actually, like, I, uh, I don't know, like, I have this weird thing where I watch, like, chiropractic videos on YouTube, right? And there's this yeah. guy, and he, he was, uh, I don't know if he was doing reflexology or something similar to that, but, like, he was, uh, he had like the girl's wrist and he was feeling her forearm. And then like, he was just like, he just asked her like, do you have a lot of bladder infections? And like, she freaked out because like the body yeah. is all like one. Sim it's so body is crazy, man. It's like, it's not one thing, right? Like cells are like we're made up of cells, just a bunch of different things, but it's like all interconnected, you know? Exactly. And it's like, again, the div the body is divided into parts and sometimes the part can reflect the whole and i think you see that in all kinds of nature and in um, all aspects that one little piece can be a reflection of the whole and uh, it's a pretty cool concept right yeah that's like uh like a whole yeah yeah well it's like uh, the um as within, so without type thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's everything's connected, man. I'm like a real big believer in that. That's so like, I don't know, man, like really like into like law of attraction and stuff. So like, that's kind of like what like it goes into, you know? Yeah. It, let me ask you, Carrie, because I'm into that kind of stuff too. I mean, in recent years, I'm inclined to believe that I'm really a victim of nothing except my own, you know, kind of desires. And it, maybe it's unconscious things or, and we could call it God's plan, but do, do you know what I mean? Like everything in life comes to me because of something deep down that I want to experience, even if it's something crazy or horrible, you, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I'm not gonna like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say that for everybody because there's definitely things like people don't want happen to them, happen to them, right? And right. like that, that wasn't in their psyche before, right? So like, 
if like a woman got raped, like I don't think like that was like a lot of women had like I want to like like a I don't want to get raped or like constantly circulating in their psyche or b like I want to get raped. But like I do think like a good eighty percent of the things that like bad or good that's happened to me like I manifest like in my mind, you know. Okay. Uh, I like that. So, so the majority at the, at the, very the majority, least. yes. Like at some level, I wanted that thing to happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm similar. That's how I feel. Yeah. Um, and I think that we put it out, dude. And like, really at the end of the day, I feel like ultimately, like in my life, I've always gotten what I wanted. You know what I mean? If I was like, definitely, especially if it was like super obtainable, I always, I always got, got what, I believe, I should say, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. If I, if I believe like an outcome is trying to turn out bad, like most of the time, that shit turns out bad, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> you know, and it's, uh, or it'll, it'll, it'll repeat and happen again, man. Yeah. It's very, very strange. I, yeah. It comes in cycles for sure. Yeah, man. Um, but I don't know, like, I've been, uh, like, I listen to, like, Alan Watt a lot, and, like, been learning, like, uh, like, Wu Wei and shit, and, like, that's, like, so, like, profound to me, it's, like, nothing, like, think nothing, like, dude, be nothing, and I don't know, man, it's just, like, it's, that kind of stuff is so, like, deep, because, like, you got dudes, like, Eckhart Tolle, or it's just, like, just, like, experience everything, like, knowledge stuff, and just keep going, or, like, Every yeah. manifest like you take it like I I, uh, I like some of Alan Alan Watts stuff and um, actually I was listening to one of his talks on YouTube and he was it was on kind of the nature of God and um, I'm I'm totally paraphrasing it and simplifying it but he basically told the story of you know this guy went to heaven and saw god and um you know when he came back everybody's like well what does god look like you know what what's god like and uh the guy said oh god god is a black woman <laughs> and you know the point was like maybe god is not what you expect or what uh how you know god has been portrayed through whatever christianity or you, you know oh yeah so, for sure yeah and, and, and Alan Watts is also good about like um, cross-referencing, you know, Hinduism, Buddhism, and Christianity and the various traditions, and kind of extracting the the truth of, of what they're trying to. So yeah, I, I like I like his stuff. Yeah, man. Well, that whole thing is like, like I think that like like just Western religion in general, like I don't want to say infected, like me or i think the society in a whole are just more like indoctrinated that like my like like for me like i think like people there's like two boxes right there's like the small box right where most people believe god is like this grand architect right and, like he's like omnipresent omnipotent you know omnidirectional just all that stuff omnidimensional and then uh and then there's like this box where it's like you got like different people who are like 
Well, I say that box is smaller, like uh, this box where it's like heap where it's like, well, that's like short change in like what like a God is. Right. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. that's still like under the paradigm of like this like grand architect. Right. I'm thinking like, I have no idea like what like a God is. I don't even know what, like the universe is. So like, I don't know what a God is really. Like if you ask me to put something like, describe it like i think i don't be able to only describe like an aspect like i'm not my finger you know what i mean right <laughs> so this you know what i mean so it's like yeah it, maybe like there is like a presence that's like a grand architect but like is that like the whole godhead you know what i mean i don't think so really honestly exactly and you know again to quote from uh uh Taoism, have you heard this one? The Tao that can be named is not the Tao. Yes, I've heard that. Yes. So it's like you're saying, as soon as you try to pinpoint or uh, limit God to being an architect or a designer, that you miss it. And uh, God may indeed, that might be like you say, one aspect of God, but God is, uh, I think, infinite and um, you just can't pin it down no it's impossible but yeah but i mean it's just the way it was structured you know what i mean and uh but, but i will i will say that since we're getting already deep into god and all that i mean did i tell you uh, about my experience my out-of-body experience did i ever tell you that um no were you under the influence of uh <laughs> yes, psychedelics I know you're a psychonaut, so like. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was under the influence of a psychedelic drug, which immediately, obviously, um, I mean, maybe it, it it causes like, well, is it was it real? You know, if well, is it, I think on both ends, I think some people it's like for some people, I think especially for people who do do it, it's like, oh yeah, this is like this must be it, like you know what I mean, like that validates your experience and for some people who are like a little more straight edge it might invalidate yeah. it a little bit right i mean the experience i had it's oh, it's like impossible for me to regard it as unreal i would say it seems so real and um based on other people i've talked to in person and then watching youtube videos and doing some research the i mean the conclusion of people that have had similar experiences is is like it's real it's it's just it's a layer of consciousness that we're not normally uh privy to and psychedelics are like a shortcut you know All right. um, obviously i don't use psychedelics anymore um and i'm trying to i try to get there through meditation and prayer and, and yoga and all that stuff and Sometimes I get glimpses, but um, yeah. I mean, do you, is it cool if I just tell the story real quick? No, dude, tell the story, man. Okay, okay. Um, and it's funny, like, I've been in some public situations. Like, I, I have a buddy who's a writer, and he um, he had a group of, of poets and authors speak in front of, like, 40 people recently. And the story I picked was this story, uh, <laughs> my psychedelic trip. So... Whenever I get a chance to like speak about it in public, I, I, I love talking about it because it's, it's kind of special. In any case, <laughs> um, cool. so, yeah. so um, 
what it was is I took something called uh, dimethyltryptamine, DMT. You, you familiar? Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> Not a practicer, but yes, it's popular enough where I know about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's called, they call it the spirit molecule. It's, um, it's in ayahuasca. That's what the, the active ingredient in ayahuasca is. In any case, um, this was probably, let me see, 2006 that I took it. So it was a good while ago, 14 years ago. Time's um, so crazy. Yeah, time. <laughs> and that, I'm going to, in the story, time is very relevant. So I'm going to touch on that. But essentially, I got it from a neighbor who I really trusted. And he had actually um, synthesized it himself. He's a bit of an amateur chemist. So, um, uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but he, he brought it to my apartment. He was literally my next door neighbor. So he came over and he made sure I was in a really good emotional space and all that stuff. And so he, he put it, gave it to me in a powder form and he put it in a bong <laughs> and he handed me the bong and he said, he's like, look, I want you to take a big hit, you know, a big vigorous hit. And I'm going to take the bong from your hand because you won't be able to set it down on your own. <laughs> and I, was, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is some craziness already, man. Yeah, exactly. And I just laughed. I was like, no way, bro. But it's like, all right, whatever. So, um, so sure enough, I take, I take a big hit. And literally, as I'm exhaling, before I can even exhale, I'm tripping balls, like, the walls melting rapidly. I'm already seeing crazy patterns. So he like he does take the bong from my hand and my my mouth is like wide open, you know, jaw dropped. And he just looked at me and he just very gently he just said, Enjoy. You know? <laughs> I was like, All right, man. And and I just like I, I lean back, I'm like sitting on a couch and I lean back. And it's just so overwhelming. Like all these patterns are rushing at me and fractal geometry. Yeah, and that's I, a common that's a common thing, right? Yeah, it's totally common. It's like it just it's it's interesting how so many people see that. And um but I'm like being overwhelmed. It's like a barrage of sensation. So I close my eyes. I'm just like, all right, I gotta surrender, I gotta relax. And when I close my eyes, I <laughs> <laughs> I zoom I start zooming you know and it, again this is like not I'm not in control <laughs> like I'm right, zooming right. but something's pulling me <laughs> right, and yeah. I'm leaving I'm going bye-bye so mm -hmm. I, I don't remember like kind of the the transport so to speak but I what I remember is I came I came to and I was in like another dimension and it was, it was beautiful. It was like all light everywhere. I look is light. It's like, everything is made of light. It's very difficult to, to describe, but it's like, if you can imagine that there's no, there's no shadow because everything is light. It's like, do you know what I mean? I, I, I the way I'm picturing it is it's like everything's like made of glass and there's like light shining through it I guess yes actually that's beautiful yeah it's like everything's like transparent glass and um so so I'm in this this vast space and I see this human-like uh looking figure and is he he's made of light he's like a light being um mm -hmm. 
and he's floating in the in the air so to speak and he's like meditating and he looks like he looks like indian um you know like asian indian um yeah like like the buddha might look you know um and he just got this like smile on his face his eyes are closed and he's just like he's totally in in pure bliss like if if nirvana is real like this being was was in it you know right i'm like looking at him and i'm astounded and he like doesn't even look at me or open his eyes and then i i kind of shift my gaze and i see this female being swimming at me and her eyes are like wide open and i look at her she's so beautiful she's like a goddess and she's just beaming me with love like from her eyes and i yeah, I just remember like feeling like this is so good. I don't know how I could possibly deserve this. <laughs> like that was the feeling I had. Um, wow. Yeah, it was like, but I was like, okay, you know, what am I, I'm accepted. <laughs> and all I remember is like she like locked me in her gaze, and she's just beaming, beaming from her eyes. And at some point, I just I just remember like. I had this feeling like I've got to go back. It's fading, you know, and I've got to leave this place. I got to leave this goddess. And, and Uh. so, yeah, yeah. And so I open my eyes and I'm back, you know, in my apartment on the couch and I look around and I'm just like so stunned. And I asked my buddy who's sitting right there. I was like, how long was I gone? That's what I asked him. And he said, uh, five minutes. And I just, what? I couldn't speak because I swear to God, man, it felt like when it, it, it felt like I'd been gone for like a, a week, you know, wow. <laughs> it's like, I swear. And again, you know, you said how you said you still like hazy a little bit. Yeah, it was it was like hazy, but I was also clear. I was like euphoric, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, have you heard this um, this phrase time dilation? Have you heard yes, of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's mathematically like an equation. I'm pretty sure, right? I'm sure it's probably related to like relativity, special relativity, yeah. Einstein's. But it was like my the sense of time had, was so warped that, like you know, when you go on a vacation and you come back and you have to reacquaint yourself to your house or your apartment. Yeah. Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like oh, it's like it feel, It's like almost like brand new. And and that's precisely how it was, bro. It was like I felt like I'd been gone for like a a, a week or two weeks, and my buddy's had said he's like, no, five minutes. <laughs> that's wild, man. It, it was crazy, man. And so you know, that was the only time I ever did uh, DMT, but which is weird because you know, being you enjoyed it so much, right? Yeah, like and being the addict that I am, but. I guess I just I just knew that like that was truly too good, <laughs> like, and I don't know. Well, I think um like, well like a like dude they you don't they use no they use ibogaine for like uh, addiction therapy, but no oh, yeah. but uh, dude I don't know man I, I I'm kind of in the same like I like I flip flop and like thinking like time is fluid right like. Whatever is gonna happen and whatever already like is like already happened is all like the same like point, you know? Yeah. Um 
but like dude maybe i don't know man i i know everybody who like i've ever heard talk about like psychedelics like like hard like not like shrooms but like harder psychedelics you know especially like dmt i mean they had a whole documentary on it and uh yeah dude, joe I, rogan narrates yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah that's a good that's a good documentary and uh dude i don't know like I can't explain it. Like, I've never done it. But, like, if people are, like, having, like, the same experience, maybe it's just, like, like, a fraction of, like, maybe it's just, like, a, like the chemical makes your, like, body, vi- your brain vibrate, like, on, like, a different frequency, you know? Yeah. So, I, think so, like, that's, I think that's a great metaphor. Another, I think another good metaphor is if you look at, like, the um, key, key door metaphor, uh, the psychedelics a key and your the door is literally your your brain your nervous system and really your consciousness which right. is beyond the brain um so yeah it's it's like it's just opening a door but see when i about you know let me see that was 2006 then fast forward four years later 2010 at that point i had quit all drugs, all alcohol, and I was getting really into meditation and yoga. And then I had another experience where I didn't leave my body, but I was seeing the same kind of visions. And right. I was seeing like my my crown chakra, and and I was like, holy shit! So the door can be opened without um, without a substance, just by virtue of you know. I, and then, and actually, at that point, it was like again, it was like even though I'd been meditating, praying, it was still this feeling like a higher power open the door. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it is, it is, it's grace, you know, it's, it's like, I can knock on the door, I can pound on the door, but still there's somebody that needs to open it that's, <laughs> that I don't well, know. <laughs> I think it's hard to like discredit that when like, even like in like a non like elevated state, like people are achieving this, you know what I mean? And like, even like normal people, like when you like have something that's like, like the odds are so against like your favor and it happens, right? Like, yeah, I have like this, like, like I have this, it's not really a theory. It's just like, I just made it up. But like, like one rare thing happens to like a single person, you know what I mean? Like as so many instances, like it's, it may not like you be like you hit the lottery, right? But like, maybe it's like only like one in 10,000 people would have dodged that car that like you just dodged you know and like but uh i don't know man it's just like do you see that and like just i think normal people see it and then like you get like these people like yogis and like and like some monks and they like raise their like vibrational like levels to really like start tapping into other things you know like that's yeah. what like that whole kundalini like rising type thing is, you know what I mean? Exactly. And that's and, exactly in, in 2010, the experience I had was that was kundalini. It was like I felt it in my spine at the bottom of, of my spine. And it literally was like a burst or an explosion. And it shot up my spine and it like illuminated my whole body. And it was like ecstasy. And it was fucking awesome. That's sick, dude. That's like high level stuff. Yeah, man. And, and, but interestingly, it like, it peaked almost like a drug trip. It peaked quickly. 
and then it faded. But what's cool is I truly felt changed. Like there's this residual effect, like, okay, I'm a little more awake. I'm a little more aware. Um, not, not to the extent of the, of the peak. Like I really hit a peak where I was seeing again, like other beings and I could see so lucidly my crown chakra that faded. And to tell you the truth, it's never come back. And that's 10 years. And that's wow. another thing is it, it's like almost, it's a little bit of torture having that kind of experience because I constantly want to get back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Chasing that. You're chasing it, man. Yeah, chasing <laughs> Maybe it. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe don't yeah. chase it. Well, and and I've read so many spiritual material, like, don't chase the peak experience. <laughs> yeah, it's, dude, it's so hard, dude. That's when like, yeah. I hear, like, then you talk about, like, Wu Wei, like, just, like, yeah. nothing. It's just, like, like, do nothing, you know? It's just, like, yeah. dude, it's so hard not to want to do anything, like, even like I think it was Alan Watt who was saying he's like just the, even the act of not wanting to do something is like wanting something, <laughs> you know? So exactly. It's like, I so love it's that. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, so it's like <laughs> even if you want to eliminate all desires, that's a desire in itself. So exactly. It's a great point, dude. Are you like uh? Are you like since you're talking like consciousness is like uh? And you think it's like something totally different itself? Are you like a proponent of like a spirit man, like a soul type deal? I don't know how. Yeah, well, I mean, I like, I like, I look at it this way. I think the quote-unquote self is multi-layered, and the physical body is the most outer layer. It's the meat wagon, bro. Meat wagon. Yeah, exactly. So you peel off that layer, then you get the quote-unquote astral body or the rainbow body or this uh, again you could just call it the soul and i think that's what when you when you have these out-of-body experiences that's what it is you're in your astral body um, yeah and then um but in yoga too they call them koshas have you ever heard that word it's k-o-s-h-a kosha yeah, yeah man you got to check that out um i'll send you a link after this or something but so then there's even more layers. There's like a bliss body and an, a causal body. And so, Dude, so I I'm, think it's just, it's just layers upon layers, you know, man, I'm like still in level one in Mario, dude. I can't, <laughs> I can't even think about getting to the castle right now. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I think, I think it's like, like to use that metaphor, I got to learn to get good at level one with, in that level of Mario before I get back to the, the castle, you know? Well, I'll start so that's with, what I've been working on. <laughs> it all starts with all around wellness, right? You think, right? Like, just I, yeah, absolutely. Being wellness. in peak. I don't want to say like, you have to be like a plus and everything across the board, but just like have like a strong basis and everything like physical, mental, intellectual yeah. and emotional health, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a great point. And, that's why this whole COVID um, stuff is, it's everybody is so um, panicked and hypervigilant because health is, you know, maybe the most precious thing because you can't buy is, it. Huh? You can't buy it. You can't buy it. You yeah. Earn it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, man. There, there's no dollar sign you can put on it. It's, 
it's it's free it's free you yeah i think we earn it and maintain it and sustain it but at its essence it's free you know yeah that's true. it's freedom yeah. <clears throat> yeah man uh i don't know man like that spirit body thing is this like like i used to be like a staunch atheist right and like yeah. but like it's kind of like you know, like the people talk about like out of body experiences, and they're just like uh, it's a chemical release, right? Like your body, like I don't know. I know from like near death, like you, you like your your brain excretes DMT, right? But like, yeah, a lot of them just like say it's like you excrete like like hormones, but like it's so undeniable, to, like that, like. I have like out of body experiences and I think everybody does, you know, especially like in a dream state, man. It's like, dude, I've had to, how many people have had dreams where they're like sleeping and then like they rise up to like the ceiling, you know, like I yeah. have those like all the time. <laughs> okay. So you've had those before. Oh yeah, dude. And, uh, they're very <laughs> freaky, man. I've gotten to the point where, like, I'm trying to control it, you know? I'm like, okay, I'm out. Let's go to, like, New York City or something. But, like... Yeah, dude. There you go. That's yeah. Awesome, but, uh... But I think that's, like, undeniable, man. And it's, like, uh... There's this, like, really, like... I forgot what's the name of the... It's called, like, Six Ounces or something like that. Have you seen that? Say it again. It's, like, a movie called, like, Six Ounces. I don't know if it's real or not, though. It's, like, uh... It's like a movie, movie, like a story and stuff, but it's like, uh, supposedly like when the body dies, like it loses six ounces. Oh, okay. I, I, I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's six ounces. It's something like that though. But, uh, I think it's just, it's just built in our consciousness. I think it's just built. It's kind of like the, uh, the elephant, like you ever have like the elephant in the room where you're conversating with someone and like, you no one ever talks about like what's the issue is it's like akin to that you know it's just like oh my god yeah we don't yeah. we don't know how to solve this so it's just like we're just not gonna talk about it you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's oh man strange. i could go off on that that principle of go I, ahead man well i mean i don't want to go too much into it but because i it could get negative but and maybe that's okay but um like so actually one of the yoga teachers i really like um he he threw out this phrase, which it's not unique to him, but the phrase is denying the obvious, you know, which is going back to that denying the elephant in the room. Right. So part of, part of my process of, you know, introspection, meditation, blah, blah, blah. is like, I try to see like, what's obvious, what am I missing? And let me, you know, let me work with like the most basic truths um and one of the most basic ones is like at any given moment i'm witnessing myself i'm witnessing my thoughts i'm feeling my feelings you know and and that 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 consciousness is is clearly not um it's not like i can pinpoint it as a physical part of me do, do you know oh yeah 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 so, so that's, that's like you say, it's like, it's, it's obvious, but since it's still mysterious, we just kind of like gloss over it, 
and I'm we sh- don't. I'm know. not sure if it was like Ramdas or like I don't know what. See, we're going back to this shit, but uh, I dude, I used to listen to it all the time. That's why, but uh, they used the metaphors like your face, right? It's like you have your eyes, and like you can't see your face, but like you know it's there. You feel it. If you look in a mirror, you can see its reflection, but like you can't see it firsthand. Right, right, exactly. Unless you have, like you said, <laughs> in those dream states where you float up to the ceiling and then look down at your body. Right, so yeah. That's, that's wild. Um, and I've, I've never really had that. I've had lucid dreams where I'm fully in, aware in my dream and I can control it. I used to have that a lot when I was a teenager. I'm yeah. starting to feel like it's coming back. I love that stuff. Um, but Dude, that's why I think like that whole uh, mental wellness is good, you know? Because like, it yeah. does take like hormone secretions, right? Like, you know, like big people are into like the penile gland, right? And it's just like, you got to have like the engines in like, the systems in the car have to be like running white, right? For like functions to happen, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like if you're in a state of constant stress, like you're never going to experience anything like that. Cause like when you're in, you're in stress mode, man, you're in like, basically your body is telling you like you're in danger for your life, man. And when you're there, nothing else is going to matter except like solving that imminent danger. And exactly. So going back to reflexology, what there's the nervous system is uh, sympathetic. It's divided into sympathetic and parasympathetic. Right. And um, the 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 sympathetic is like the fight or flight response, like you say, like constant stress, con- constant alertness. But with reflexology, like I'm able to like get people into that parasympathetic state. And it's like in between sleep, but it's not quite sleep. And some people are they're just so blown away because they're they're so wound up that they they never get that relief, not even in sleep. Yes. So, but since I'm deliberately, as we like to say, holding space. Have you heard that phrase, holding space? Um, no. It's it's a good it's a good one. I mean, it's like a good. Uh, body worker, massage therapist, counselor, it doesn't really matter, uh, a sponsor. <laughs> right. you, you can hold space for somebody, which is like, you make them feel so secure and so relaxed that they're able to let go. Okay, yeah, that, I, I, I understand that, yeah. That, that's it, man. So, and it's, it's, getting, it's getting them out of that fight or flight and getting them into a, a, a mode of surrender and, you know, expansion. So, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's yoga. That's what the main thing of yoga. I think a lot of people, well, like, here's like the history of yoga as I understand it, right? Like, it was invented to stop kids from masturbating. But, like, <laughs> but, like, they really, they really stress on, like, trying to, like, ap- activate, like, the pure sympathetic uh, nervous system, right? That's why, like, when you, like, see people who are, like, really into yoga, it, it, to them, it's not really about, like, the poses right it's about like the breathing through the poses so like you're putting like stress on your body but like the act of breathing is is like training your body to like stay in that state during like 
stress on your body. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, totally. I mean, and that's how I like to treat it is the, the, the postures, the asanas are just, um, they're like, they're secondary to the meditation. Right. Yeah. And so, um, there's this old yoga text called the yoga sutras of Patanjali. And this, this book was written like before Jesus and even before the Buddha, this is a very old text this is written in Sanskrit, but the way that Patanjali divided yoga, he divided it up into eight limbs. Have you ever heard of this? The eight limbs of yoga? I, the only thing I've heard is similar to that is like Muay Thai, but okay. <laughs> Okay, so, but eight limbs meaning like the limbs of a tree. So, uh, like the limbs make up the whole, so to speak. So that's what the limbs mean. Um, okay. But the, the, fir- the first two limbs are concerned with your behavior. Um, and the limb, first limb is restraints, meaning like you, you restrain yourself from doing kind of harmful things to yourself or to others. Um, the second limb is, they call it observances, which is you you kind of, you honor, um, you know, you do honorable things and, you know, just like good living. Uh, esteemable, right? esteemable, like a, esteemable shit, right? Yeah, esteemable. I love that word. That's perfect, yeah. So that's the, then the, um, the third limb is uh, actually the, the postures, the asanas. Right. So getting the physical body. Um, the fourth limb is breathing. So breathing has its own entire limb. And they call it pranayama, control of breath or control of life force. Because breath is so closely tied to life force. And then the fifth limb is called pratyahara in, in Sanskrit, which means uh, turning the senses inward. So that's the beginning of meditation. Instead of being focused outward, um, turning your senses inward, you know. Um, and then the the sixth limb is actually uh, is uh, focus or meditation. The seventh limb is merging with the object that you're focusing on. And then the eighth limb, the final limb, is samadhi. Have you heard that? You probably heard that word, samadhi. I've heard it. I just it's 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 very similar to to nirvana and it what it means okay. is like it's total absorption it's like you're you're merging with your with god with everything like yeah. a singularity type thing yeah singularity yes exactly and that's wow. like yoga yoga means uh, to join together to unify so it's almost like yeah re- bringing back the singularity so all the other limbs um of the behavior, the morality, the breathing, you know, the, the physical, blah, blah, blah. It's all leading up to that final limb of samadhi or, you know, whatever you want to call it. I think I just knew like a black chick with the name samadhi. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, there we go. It's like Alan Watts said. God is, God is the black chick. <laughs> oh, man. Just so you don't know me, I am black, so like. It's all right. But, uh, dude, so, like, I'd see, like, you have, like, these opinions, right? Like, kind of, like, uh, discovering, like, the divinity within, right? Um, yeah. And we're, t- like, 
when I just brought the word singularity, right? Like, where does technology have to do with, like, what is your opinions on, like, technology, like, merging with, like, humans? And, like, how is this going to affect, like, it, like, on a spiritual basis, right? Because, like, we're, like, on the cusp of it, right? Like, our cell phones are, like, pretty much attached to us. So, like, we're almost on the cusp with it. Do you think it's, like, going to, like, I know there's a lot of people who think, like, they're so against it because it's, like, in, like, I guess Western world, a lot of it because they think it's, like, you know, like some devil work or something like that. But do you think it's going to, like, mess up, like, vibrational signals and, like, things like that? Man, I I think it's a good question. And, I mean, just my pure opinion, my, if I, yeah, yeah. this this is how I feel about it. Um, I think there's already evidence that, for instance, you know, the cell phone towers and that kind of stuff is disturbing ecosystems and, like I, I think I've read about how it's affecting bees and 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 things like that. I mean, there's obviously p- plenty of evidence of of how like material technology can be opposed to nature. But here's the thing: um, going back to my DMT trip, okay. Uh-huh. If if we consider that where that I left my body and I went to another dimension. And then that dimension is actually located in in the galaxy. Let, let's just say, just for pure speculation, that I went to a dimension that's like at the center of the Milky Way, you know? Okay. And if you look at the Milky Way, based on the pictures we have from things like the Hubble telescope, what you see is you, you see a spiral of of so many stars, you know, billions and billions of stars. And the more you get to the center of, 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 of the Milky Way and pretty much any galaxy, it gets denser and denser, right? Right. There's, it's, like a, it's like a huge ball of light in the, in the middle of the galaxy, you know? So my thought is that, you know, we've got airplanes, we've even built spaceships, but I think it's, it's going to be a joke that ultimately we're going to discover that the true technology is consciousness itself, you know, but I think we're going to push the limits of what we can build with material, with all the materials, and then we're going to max it out. And then there's going to be, um, you know, the dawning of the age of Aquarius (laughs) where we (laughs) become spiritual beings. But we're gonna we're gonna we're not done we're not done like maxing out every inch of you know metal. It's it's a lot of metal, right? Like so much of computers is metal and wood. Yes, too. Yes. Yeah. You know? So Some it's like and, and all that stuff. So I I think um yeah, so I think ultimately it's gonna somehow maybe it will be quote unquote integrated or mixed in, but I think the spirit or the soul is going to overtake the the material. Are you, are you considering it like kind of like that uh, that stereotypical like Atlantean civilization? You know, where it's like they harness like spirit power to like to drive their technology type thing. Yes, yes, I love that. Yeah. All right. Like, so perhaps like I could literally create my own vehicle out of my own soul. <laughs> instead of a, instead of like a metal car with rubber tires maybe like i have like a holographic car <laughs> that that's 
soul that's only sustained by my own soul power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that Wonder yeah. Woman invisible jet thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, that's it's that's deep, man. Yeah, like, man. uh, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I think that like this that kind of stuff is just like. Like, you know, like, to have, like, the universes. Maybe it's just I'm in the comic books a lot, but it's, like, I think, like, once you, like, this vibrational shift, like, ultimately, like, the number number one biggest question, I think, in, like, humanity is, like, what happens after we die, right? I think yeah. that's I think that's the number one biggest thing, right? And if I'm, like, going to go down this road, like, I go down plenty of roads all the time, like, but, like, when I consider, like, this road, I think it's just, like, like the embodying of like spirit man, I think it's just like a phasing into like a different like vibration, right? And I think that like some people call it like like earth is hell, right? Like we're in like a hell vibration. Like it's like uh we're stuck on like these things are everything's like hard, solid type thing, right? And I think like the whole universe is just like on the same plane of vibration, like the laws, like the laws of the universe and things like that, like they're like the laws of like this vibrational dimension. And I think like the spirit man is different and like it raises to like a different one. So like, that's why like things are like drastically different, but somewhat similar when like people have like out of body experiences and things like that. It's just like, you're not a different being. It's just like a different it's a whole different, like, if this universe is, like, one page, we're just flipping a page, and this is, like, a whole different thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, you know, are, do you like do you like Marvel movies? Yeah, I watch, I've seen them all. Yeah. So I'm a comic book geek, dude. Huh? I'm a comic book geek. I can yeah, podcast well, some comic like, books. All right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the Marvel movies. I've seen most of them, but. My roommate really likes him. He's having me watch him chronologically so that they all Jeez. make sense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so Iron Man first and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. Like, when I watch these movies, I get chills, like the good kind of chills. You know, it's like, and to me, I get those chills when I listen to music or even, you know, when I have a good interaction with somebody. And it's like something is true. Something is true deep it's like and again, that resonance you know huh a resonance. Resonance. Yeah, yeah resonance exactly so so like with these marvel movies we're we're literally i think imagining what reality is going to become is it going to be full of superheroes and exactly like that probably not but it's the whole idea is we're pushing the limits of that we, that we've been constricted by you know what i mean yeah, but, like, what is a superhero, right? Like, here's the thing, right? Like, you're thinking, like, you think of, like, superheroes, like an Iron Man or something like that, right? And, like, let's just say, like, Thor, right? Like, what is, like, a superhero, right? Like, Iron Man is just, like, he has technology, right? And, like, Thor, like, has magic, but, like, there's, like, a great quote that says, like, magic is just technology we don't understand yet, right? But oh, I think... I like I think the resonance is like, it's like, it's not, it's not the, the technology. It's like the action. It's the, uh, 
the willingness to stand up. And that's like more of a superpower than like any technology you could have, man. So like if like yeah. the world could get into like that frame of mind. And I think it's like less than, I think what people were saying, like the good old days, I think people willing to stand up like, like for like, and not be like fractal is like way more apparent now than ever before, man. Like no one's like honestly, truly willing to stick their neck out and lead like a cause or like be, be honorable and just, it's just like, that's like a really rare thing now. I feel like, so like yeah. when you like, when I see those things, that's why, that's what resonates in me, you know, like, yeah, well, Actually, what that made me think of, and again, going back to movies, I love the movie uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original yeah. with Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, yeah. Yeah. And what you just said reminded me at the very end when Charlie, he returns the everlasting gobstopper. Because remember, Wonka had tested the kids by, the, uh, I forget the name of the character, but he's like, Essentially, he's trying to get the kids to give him the secret recipe. But right. Charlie gives back the gobstopper. And then when he does, Willy Wonka looks at him and he says, so shines a good deed in a weary world. You know, and that's yeah, what yeah. He said. it's like when, when a good deed happens, it, 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 you see it because the, the world is still kind of weary, you know, so it shines, it shines. So Exactly, yeah. But, but I I mean, but, you know, and going back to the superhero thing real quick, I mean, this is just one little example, but there's this one guy, they, they call him the Iceman. His name's w Wim Hof. Do you know about this guy? Yeah, I know Wim Hof. His breathing yeah. techniques and all his craziness. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. Dude, he's, already, he's already broken some laws of what of what should be possible in terms of being in extremely cold temperatures. Yeah, and like, distance swim underneath the ice sheet. I'll yeah, dude. Business, man. Yeah. Exactly. So there you go, man. It's already, it's happening. It's, it's, you know, we're starting to break those limits. Impossible is nothing, man. Impossible is nothing. You know, exactly. uh, they say, it's just technology catches up. It's just like, really like, I think just like, in like the human body is like way more expansive and adaptive than people think it is man and uh that's driven by like the human spirit man um exactly i love that it's like and like like you said the biggest superpower is the willingness yes you know, that is the superpower you know yeah dude the human body could do a ton of things it's just like it's just like do you want it and i think like for like i guess humanity as a as example like collectively like we live in like in a selfish world man and it's just like that's why those things resonate with us man like being selfless is like a very hard thing not to do you know and uh so like when you see like these examples and like of course movie plays on it when you see like these examples of people being selfless and it doesn't matter like that's the whole thing it doesn't matter about the technology i think the resonance is like that and when you have that, like, in your heart, like, the willingness, like, selflessness, like, impossible is nothing, man. How many things people thought was impossible, like, 200 years ago we have now, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, like, I think it's just, like, that that drive and, like, because uh, 
If I took like a Navy SEAL now with a cell phone back like to the Revolutionary War, people would be like, what the fuck is it? Like bullets don't hurt him. His, right. he's, he spits 100 rounds per minute. You know what I mean? So it's just like, but I think like for us to actually move on to like the next shift, like I think we all have to instill that in our hearts, man. It is so hard in this day, but like selfishness is king now, bro. Right? Well, and not to not to pontificate too much, but I'm gonna I'm gonna quote another uh, another yoga guy. Uh, this this is Paramahansa Yogananda, who wrote uh, the autobiography of a yogi. It's an awesome book. Um, he came to the United States in like the 1930s, and he brought he brought like the real spiritual yoga, you know, the meditation, the prayer. But anyway. He, he wrote he wrote up a lot of stuff. He gave a bunch of talks, and I've, I've read quite a bit. In one of his talks, he said, look, he said, there's three kinds of selfishness, okay? Three kinds of selfishness. There's good selfishness, there's evil selfishness, and there's sacred selfishness. So the evil selfishness is, is what you're talking about, which is, I'm going to put myself over you, and I will... I will abuse you if it pleases me, you know, that's evil selfishness. Good selfishness is I'm going to, I'm going to treat you ethically because you know, that's to my interest because you'll more than likely respect me. And, you know, we have a mutual exchange. So that's right, right. In my self-interest, but the sacred selfishness, he said, is like, if, if you see yourself in everything and in everyone that is the ultimate selfishness. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's and so and that's a very Eastern thing where God becomes self, like self, right. the capital S. You know? Yeah, because like just to harken back to like what we were talking about earlier, right? Like your body is a bunch of different things, but it's one body, right? Exactly. Yeah. And like same thing with like humanity and just the world in general. We're a bunch of different things. And this is gonna sound so hippie, but we're at the end of the day, we're Earth, you know? We're all <laughs> one we're all one thing. Exactly. You know? So like either like you're putting are you either you're putting like either you're with it or against it. Either you're like for it or you're against it, you know what I mean? And like as you're saying, like acting in like things like evil selfishness for example is like acting against it you know it's separating and it's really just these micro transactions you know it's not one big thing it's always like it's like death by a thousand cuts it's not it's not the the one big thing you know yeah Uh, yeah i like that micro transactions i like that yeah yeah man dude it's been an hour bro damn that flew by i know and it's not bad right yeah Good times. Yeah, man. You should come on again sometime. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. We got probably a lot to chop up about, man. Um, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Like your Instagram or whatever? Yeah. Like work. Mean, yeah. So um, on Instagram, it's just my name, Cody Rickett. Same on Facebook. Um, and like I mentioned at the beginning, um. I'm going to start seeing clients at the Foot Whisper once that reopens, um, mostly in the evening on weekends. I also do house calls and stuff like that. Um, I love I love talking about this stuff like meditation. I'm a registered yoga teacher, so anybody can reach out to me through Instagram, Facebook, or, you know, 
email me, Cody at CodyRicket.com, whatever. So, yeah. All right, man. That's the podcast, man. I'm going to show up Cody back on again, man. He's a very interesting guy. Um, that's it. Everyone have a good day, night, morning, whenever you listen to this. Goodbye.